from Cedarburg Public Library Radio. Welcome to the Bridge the Divide podcast with Erica Turner and Heidi Wheeler, hosts and founders of the group Bridge the Divide Cedarburg. We hope to provide a forum for discussion and action around racial reconciliation. We seek to identify instances of inequality, foster empathy, and educate others to recognize their part in problems and solutions in Ozaki County and beyond. Heidi, how have you been? It feels like forever since we've been into report record a podcast it's it's life's been, been busy it, it has been busy because we've been out there doing the work <laughs> and we missed it we missed our regular a couple times a month podcasting but we're hoping to get back to it this summer yes um but we we have put the next few Thursdays on the calendar as a time to do our recording I'm not sure what time what day you'll hear this but uh, today, we decided that we couldn't not talk about the Cedarburg School Board and recent election. That right. was just um, this past Tuesday, the, the 6th of April. Mm-hmm. And so we are still sitting in our sadness and frustration that uh, the candidates who we saw as moderate and proponents of students and not a political party or leaning uh, were voted down. Um, not not by much, um, but they did not win the seats and, even, and one of them lost a seat. So that's what we're sitting in. And, and, it, and it hasn't been only recently that we've been engaging with the school board. I right. mean, really, and I think we've talked about it before, um, you know, there was a petition this summer that we thought was important to make sure that Cedarburg Public Schools heard the voices of the people in the community. And they heard almost 6,000 voices. And we thought that that was going to be this big spark for change. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt, I think it felt empowering for the people who saw it and said, you know what, I do want to share my voice and I do want to let um, the leaders and administrators know what I think and how I feel about these issues. And we had alumni, right? Mm -hmm. How, what we saw when we were here in school, what we thought was missed after we got to college. And that, at that time, that felt like a big thing. Like, this is the thing. Mm -hmm what's going to break through. We're not able to get to break through on our own because it's just the two of us. Um, We're trying to get more people to come and talk at meetings, but this is going to be the big breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was pretty disappointing that it seems to have been just dismissed. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't even happen. Like 6,000 people speaking are not important. No, we should, we should give a little history. Should Mm -hmm. we start kind of where we started engaging with the school district and um, let our listeners know in case they haven't been following us the whole time, mm-hmm. um, what we've been doing over the last three years, why we've been doing it and what we've learned. And then mm-hmm. we'll definitely get to next steps, um, by the end of this podcast, hopefully. <laughs> but I mean, it was really about three years ago, you started emailing 
district leaders. Yes, yes. And part of it, my children did, um, I have three children, they are adults now, they homeschooled, but they did go to the district part time. So I did, the, the children were not in all three, they weren't in elementary, middle school and high school, they weren't in there full time, but they still had experiences that they brought home to me that that happened in school. They had some experiences they didn't tell me about till they were adults um, because they didn't want to have the mom come up to the school and talking to people about things that were happening to them or things that that other students were saying in the hallways. Um, so, so as a part of Bridge the Divide, one of the thoughts was let's really make sure that the same way we are advocating for our community to learn more and to do better, let's advocate for that for our school district, which to me looked like making sure your students feel safe, mm -hmm. making sure there's safe reporting so that if something is a problem, that they feel like the person that they have to go to report to is going to hear them, is going to um, understand where they're coming from, and is going to really take their reports seriously. Um, let's look at curriculum. How many folks have we heard about that say, well, one, our, te our textbooks are old. How old are the textbooks? How often should they be updated? Two, when they're talking about people of color in history, well, maybe go back. Are they talking about people of color in history? Mm -hmm. Are they showing the value of African-Americans in the 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 contributions build, they've made all the contributions yeah. you know like are, are they speaking about that if we're talking about literature we can decide that british literature is very important and spend all kinds of time on that well are we are we listening to the voices of of latinx authors mm -hmm. are the are any of the protagonists in any of the books that we're that we're reading or learning about or researching are those black indigenous people of color or are they all white is mm -hmm. is is everybody european is everything that we're teaching our children so european centric that they are leaving our districts not having heard the voices in literature not having heard the voices for artists and and it it just feels like there's so much missing and we thought that bringing it up to the district would be you know, we didn't think about that that way. Right. Sure, let's dig into it and let's see. So you started by asking questions. The initial response was nothing, right? Just mm -hmm. a lack of response, like not even getting emails back for months or ever. And then you started pestering and, mm -hmm. a few, you know, I threw a few in there and I don't think we weren't going to board meetings initially. That was no, not no. the first year. It was no. We were just asking questions and realized that no one really wanted to engage in in the conversations around practices and mm -hmm. policies. And when you say safety, you mean physical, but I think you really mean emotional safety. Definitely. Definitely. Having having repeated harm whether it's one that's intentional or not, whether other people in the area recognized it as microaggression, as racism, as bigotry or not, that it still causes harm to the person experiencing mm -hmm. it over and over and over again. And as a black female adult, 
I know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's they aren't new experiences and they certainly aren't isolated to our small Midwest town. Um, no. It happens. It happens in lots of places, but it doesn't mean that you get to ignore it. You know, you don't tell someone whose child was was beat every day of their life and they grow to be an adult and say, well, it's OK, you're fine. I mean, you could just get over it. That doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. You mean that that did not harm that person that they don't have anxiety depression fear you know from from that those traumatic experiences that happen to them repeatedly over time while they are children and that somehow they come out Mm -hmm. to be fully formed adults with no issues or struggles Mm -hmm. related to that I mean we we know that we know better than that and we believe better than that for people that are victims of other issues that happen. In right. School. So why is this left out? I mean, we know, we know that all sorts of adverse childhood experiences called ACEs lead to chronic health conditions. We know that there's long-term disparities, that there's, that even genetics are changing in some communities of color because of what they're going through on a psychological level. So really you, both of our impetus was to, advocate on behalf of those who weren't being heard or or validated because the status quo has been to say you know what that doesn't happen here we're good people and so um, we have found over and over again that you start asking these questions to institutions and to individuals and Unless it's someone or a place that is curious and willing to do self-reflection and willing to believe the stories that are being told to them, mm-hmm. that it, otherwise it's just defensiveness and silence. And mm-hmm. so that's what we have really run up against over the last two to three, two to three years now, um, as we've escalated trying to, um, you know, form relationships, show, right. show people who we are. We're not, as we've been recently, um, you know, some of the, there's been a lot of critiques of Bridge yeah. the Divide, really like, I guess that's you and me because <laughs> I know <laughs> it's a whole community of people along with us, but, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when people say that, like whose pictures are on the website, it's ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and even not- <laughs> some of those things are so how can you, if you have met or talked to Heidi or Erica about any of these issues that we are passionate about and we have been willing and wanting to talk to you about for years, how can you stand up and say, we are bullies? Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. really, that that really, is, it's, it's proving that you haven't had the conversation yeah. because everything that comes out of our mouths, we're talking about loving each other well we're talking about how to meet the needs and show all of our community our community not the us versus them our Mm. community that that they are valued and we love them and when you love somebody and you want the best for them you don't say well i love you but really what you're saying is not important because it's not happening to me Mm -hmm. so you know how how does that happen and that's not who we are and it's not what we do no but but how do you have you see a problem and you're passionate about it and you start out with an email uh, here or there you start out with a couple of conversations maybe a couple of or more emails how are you not supposed to escalate are we supposed to just say oh well 
I guess they don't believe us. They don't believe us and it's okay. And we've made it all up and we'll just move on because we don't believe so passionately that it's the best way to to include everybody in Mm -hmm. our community. And we're nurses and we care about holistic health. Yes. People, mind, body, and spirit. Yes. But I think it's very easy for people to, as we've learned, uh, put people in a box before they even know them. Correct. And once you determine that someone is other and they're scary, you don't have to listen. You give yourself permission to not listen to anything that they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's, you know, part of a defensiveness is that I guess people think that Bridge the Divide thinks that everyone's, we're calling people racist is one thing we've heard. We are um, trying to get critical race theory into the school. We've never even used that term. We certainly have not. <laughs> yeah, I had to, honestly here, I had to look it up because uh, I, there you go. <laughs> I had read it like once in a, a college course and then I was mm-hmm. like, I can see like aspects that might overlap, Mm -hmm. but that is not never been our intention. Um, We are just asking people to believe the stories that have we have collected over time. Some of them we have written down. Mm -hmm. A lot of them have been told to us. Um, And so and when people aren't listening, Mm -hmm. we have encouraged people. Well, you know, we've tried to tell your stories for you Mm -hmm. and if people are not listening to us, then why don't you tell them your stories mm-hmm. and encouraging people to either, you know, email in, tell us your stories, or you can go to the school board meetings the same way we've been going to the school board meetings to try to tell your story to people who are, they're putting up these barriers. Like you said, I, d- I don't mm-hmm. have to listen. That's not what I think. That's not what I've ever heard before. So I don't have to listen. Well, Mm -hmm. is it possible Mm -hmm. that you missed something? Is it possible that there's something you don't know? Is it possible that somebody else's experiences are different than yours? And what makes your stance that you don't have to listen to someone else because Mm -hmm. your experience is is the most important and you don't have to listen? Mm -hmm. How is that a part of one, how is that a part of loving each other well? Mm-hmm. And then how is that leadership? How is it that that you're going to define leadership and saying, I am here, I can be the most powerful or a part of a group that's powerful. And that part of that power means I can shut you down and I don't have to listen to you, which means I, I don't have to change anything. I think that's what one of the things that's bothering the most, me the most in all of the, these conversations is that. I don't see good leadership being modeled because good leadership is giving power away. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we're not, it's listening. It's encouraging other people to, um, to, to take problems and find solutions. But instead it's, it's been all hush, hush. It's been accusatory at people who are showing emotion in meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been demeaning other people. It's, I mean, it's just, I don't, we say we're a great district and we all, so many of us move here for that. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of work and conversations is part of, you know, what you do in your home. Um, but this is a system and some ideology, it, it's just not going to be ideology free. Some ideology is going to be, um, there's going to be a value system that is a framework for the decisions that are made. Mm -hmm. And so what we're finding is the framework is uh, image at all cost. 
So as long as we look good and we can keep all of your stories and problems out of the mix, that's what we're going to, um, that's what we're going to value. And mm -hmm. so we don't have a place for you and your tension. We don't want to talk about all the kids in Rogers at our schools. We just want to talk about our ACT score. Right. And so if he, if we have people listening who think Bridge the Divide is crazy or that we're bullies, hear us in that what our main motivation is here is advocacy for holistic human beings and mm -hmm. a place, a school where you can be your whole self and be yes. heard. You can be your full race and be heard and validated. Um, and you know what we have? We have a lot of great teachers who aren't being heard and listen to. And so we just, we're at this point where we just, we don't know what to do. How did we get to the point where the community is so afraid of having these conversations or being exposed that we vote out people or don't vote in people who, who want to have these conversations, who want holist, holistic health for our students. I, I just, I'm floored, honestly. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that the, the way that this spectrum of racism, I think there's still a lot of misunderstandings. One of the things that I listened to um, recently, I've listened to it a couple of times, is um, James Baldwin. Mm -hmm. and, and he did an interview once where he said, you know, I don't know if you personally hate me or dislike me, but I can see what this system produces. So I think when we're talking about what racism looks like, how it shows up, folks really have to understand the difference between individual bigotry. If I say that this system is, is not working for people of color and your response is, I'm nice to you, I'd go out and have a beer with you. Mm -hmm. Well, but that's not fixing the system. And there's not an, an accusation for every single individual that lives here that, oh, you are a racist. Oh, you did this thing. There, there's not that accusation out there. People that are, that are saying that are, are pulling it from the air. Oh, so now you're saying, no, please don't, don't mm -hmm. interpret what I'm saying. Listen to the words that I'm saying and quote my words. If I say, I think that your specific behavior is problematic, I'll tell you that. But I can also say on a systemic basis that things that are, that are disproportionately affecting people of color all the time over a white majority, you've got to look at that system. That system is, I would say it's not working right, but many people would say it's working exactly the way it's, that it was set mm -hmm. up to work. <laughs> it right. was set up to work that way. So it's not that it's not working well, it is, but it, it's not, it's wrong. What do you think people are afraid of? Because you can feel the fear. You can, yeah. you can see it in the way the strategies that people are using. You can right. see it the way people are organizing around this concept of they're going to take it, it from us. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. is it? Like, what are, mm -hmm. what are people afraid of? Mm -hmm. I, that really is a good question because all of the people that I know that are, that are in it to say, let's, let's make this better. Let's do better are trying to get people that are not treated well or that are not benefiting from the system in 
into the mix. It's not mm-hmm. taking away from someone else, but mm-hmm. if it's okay for you to see yourself in every textbook, in every um, movie, in every story that's told about the goodness of America, why is why can you not see how poorly it looks on people of color who then are not in those stories? Mm-hmm. You're not, why are you not telling the story about us that how we have done all these great things for America and how our, um, our life and livelihood is important in this conversation when we're talking about the lives and livelihood of mm-hmm. people in our community? Why, why do you not see that? And why is me bringing up that there's that disparity you know, to your point, why is that scary? Mm-hmm. Not making up things. We're trying to tell you what what's out there. We're trying to bring it to 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 bring it to a, a level of attention that you can see it and understand it. I understand if you weren't looking at it before. That's unfortunate. But what we're trying to do is is bring it in your line of sight so that we can see it and talk about it, because how else are you going to fix anything if you don't bring it up and talk about it? And if you continue to say if a black person speaks, I've seen this a couple of times, too, but a black person is speaking, you go, oh, yeah, watch out for BLM. Mm-hmm. Who said anything about Black Lives Matter? So so now we're all one big blob. If there is a black per- person speaking, then they're speaking on behalf of Black Lives Matter. Well, why mm-hmm. is that? And and then the fear again. All you have to do is say BLM in a suburb and oh my gosh, the world has stopped spinning mm-hmm. now. Because, oh, they're going to come get you. Yep. Come get you for what? I don't want what you have. I want you to stop taking away what I deserve. Yeah. I don't, I'm, yeah. It's really hard to, to figure out. And I don't know the answers, but maybe some trends I've seen is identity. So mm. If, if you are questioning the identity I have of myself as a good person, as a hard worker, as a God-fearing person, because we've seen God thrown into this conversation mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. um, and there's like maybe a conflation with all of, all of that and people's like political beliefs too. And so there's just not a lot of room for tension or nuance or curiosity. So mm-hmm. like I have my identity set, I've worked hard you have the same opportunity as me. Mm -hmm. So why haven't you worked as hard as me? Because we could Mm -hmm. be at the same place. So don't bring Mm -hmm. up your race. Like, Mm -hmm. so I think, I mean, I think there's like some identity issues. There's money, money's in there, capitalism. Like, I think, you know, I think some of the vote was, I don't want people in there who are going to raise my taxes. Um, And so maybe they don't have any opinions about race or this conversation. But right. they just don't want their taxes raised. And so right. they they see anyone who's not exactly like them in, in their other, you know, leanings, political leanings as, as other and someone that's going to take from what they've earned. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't have the there's, answer. Well, but there's there's also the history, right? When we don't we don't want to talk about. We don't want to talk about what our grandparents or aunties told us when we were little Mm -hmm. you know good and well that someone told you once when you were little that black people are criminals Mm -hmm. or you always have to watch out for you know well those native americans they they are doing this or that or not doing this or that and and Mm -hmm. they gave you a story about it what but they gave you 
bad information. Those stories were wrong. And I understand as a child how you would not know that they were wrong and not be able to correct the, even if you knew it was wrong. I mean, are you going to stand up to grandpa and, and Aunt Carol and say, you know, you need to stop saying that because that's not true. Mm -hmm. So some people won't do that, but, but we are now adults now right? We are adults in the system. We're in the community. We're the parents. We're the, the teachers. We're the leaders in the school district. We know better now. You, why, why do you have to keep referring to what you heard when you were a child when now you know better? Then, then you need to make some changes. You know that that's not true. And then you're going to turn around and continue that cycle on our children who are in the school district now. Mm -hmm. So now they can become adults and say, well, how come they didn't tell me that in high school? I'm like, well, we were, we were kind of fighting trying to get that to happen mm -hmm. <laughs> so that you would learn that in high school and not have to be a fully formed adult and, and researching and educating yourself before you mm -hmm. heard that information. And, and why is that so scary? Why is it scary to say what really happened? That, that the Native Americans that were in Ozaki County didn't just pack up their suitcases and, and say, okay, well, thanks for letting us stay. We're going to leave yeah. now. That's not how that happened. Say how it happened, speak the truth, and then you can move through it. You can wrestle with it, but you can't just make up a story and then go around the history like it didn't even happen. Yeah, that's identity too. That's like pride, family pride, like this is right. what I was taught. And that's, yeah, right. I, sometimes it feels like, why do we even have these conversations? Because people don't change. Yes. You no, know, the people aren't going to change. Except that I realized, you know, I, I've changed. Didn't you change? Right. I, I was one of those people, mm -hmm. the Fox News, like loving every word Bill Riley said, Sean, Han like mm -hmm. all those guys. I, I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. And so I feel passionate that I want people to know that, that you don't, you don't have to see anyone of a diff different political leaning or who has some other ideas as other, like I, our country is so, so split right now. So split. And I think the work that I personally have to do is to try to find ways to not have contempt for people that don't, mm -hmm. don't, that haven't made that change or maybe never will. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to live. Like, it feels like a lot of emotional energy to, to not feel judgmental or frustrated with or. And how can, okay, so this is now my question. This is yeah. now I, I get to ask the white woman in the room. Oh, geez. So that's <laughs> you in case you didn't know. Okay. <laughs> I would that's like, I would like to, that sounds very human to me. It sounds like a human that has all of these great things and that also has flaws that then says, you know, this is how I feel sometimes and I probably shouldn't feel that way uh, against another person who doesn't believe the same as me. Let me work on that. Mm -hmm. Let me figure out how not to do that anymore. Why isn't that a common thought why isn't that our common denominator for pulling together the community to say i realize that you might feel a certain way whether i i didn't call you a good person or a bad person i realize that you feel that way so why isn't that introspection a part of the daily work to say why do i fear that person why do i fear 
what they're saying. What does that mean? What are they really saying? And why does that produce this kind of emotion in me? Mm-hmm. And once you know it and recognize it, then you can wrestle with it. But if you pretend like it's not there and just say, well, it's because I'm right and she's wrong. Well, okay. And then have the contempt mm-hmm. to say, well, this is what they are doing and they are bad people. No, we're not. Why do you, why do you feel that way? How do you interrogate those feelings? It, I, I'm learning more and more that most, if you know, most people or a lot of people uh, are not okay with conflict. They're not okay with taking a look at the in, inside of themselves at the ugly. Mm-hmm. And I've been having to do a lot of that lately and it's painful. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't love it, mm-hmm. but I realize that if I don't do my work and deal with my junk, mm-hmm. then I'm going to, I'm not going to bring healing to the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to walk around wounded because I am, I'm a wounded person. We're all mm-hmm. wounded people. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've gotten false messages in childhood. We, we think that we have to perform and that we have to have this image and we don't know how to live with our inner conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, we turn to a lot of things for that, a lot of things to deal with our inner conflict. And we don't know how to have it with other people and realize that we can have it and move on. Like we can grow together and we don't even have to see things a hundred percent the same, but we if we can be honest with one another and actually listen to one another, then we, we could move forward with way less fear Mm -hmm. and way more, you know, like acceptance of ourselves and and each other. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's feeling like that's what beloved community is that I can, I can take you and your junk and me and Mm -hmm. my junk and we can hold each other in our, in our like flaws, but I don't, I don't think that that's, we don't have, for lack of a better word, I'm going to use a psych term. That's not our milieu here. Like Mm -hmm. you have to show up and you have to perform and we're going to put a spotlight on the people that perform. And those are the people that we value. And if you're not one of those people, you're going to fall through the cracks because you don't, you don't add to our picture of perfection. And so I, I mean, I, I think like underlying that's, Yes, this we're a group that talks about race and racism because there's there needs to be more voice um, voices fighting on behalf of the oppressed and and systems of oppression. But I mean, I think our bottom line is to to reach this place of common good and, and humanity, a place where we're all welcome. And so I guess that's why I fight contempt, even though I have been very sad and frustrated lately. Mm-hmm. And I would, I actually would love to have a conversation with somebody who's like way out there, way different than me, and just try to see if I could hear what their fears were. I would like to know, like, is it that your guns are going to be taken away if we fight racism in our schools? Is that it? Because that's what we're hearing. Like, we're, yeah, like, yeah. I, I would I would love to then watch the recording of you talking to that person because I can't talk to that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. I mean, talking about the holistic and the and the the whole well being, I, I have had to learn 
which people I can't yeah. talk to, not because they are not worthy of the conversation because they are, but I can't drive myself into the ground yeah. so that you can get permission to throw all your ugly at me no. about people that look like me and, and what you think of me just so that you can feel better and not you is not you, Heidi, but yeah. you, the person talking to me could feel yeah. better about expressing their feelings and their thoughts and right. and I can't and why why would I want to put myself out no. there as being you know the the I don't even the, the I don't know what you call it the the punching bag yeah you know, so that you you the other person can feel better without no, even listening to me it's not an exchange of ideas no, it's just it let me be. tell you why you're so bad and then walk away no that's that's healthy for you like you right. need those boundaries right. and I'm not even saying I'd want to do it with a lot of people especially the ones that are way I just know where I came from and I have been in a space that's closer to that in the past and so mm -hmm. trying to understand what is keeping people there Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess that's an open invitation. If you're an Ozaki patriot and you want to have a conversation, I'll have one with you. I will not. <laughs> Erica will not. I don't know that we'd make a lot of headway, but I, right. I'd be open at least a couple of times. And, um, and maybe in our conversations, because we, like you said, you know, we talk about race. So that, that was the start. Hi, let's talk about race. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if there are beginning baby steps i mean i know we do it for a meeting you want to lay out the ground rules you want to talk about the community um the community agreements surrounding a conversation so are there some steps i say backwards i don't mean backwards as if they're not useful but i mean prior to the conversation about race is there a conversation about identity Mm -hmm. Is there a conversation about fears? Mm -hmm. Is there a conversation that uh, a person who has never experienced racism can talk about a time when they felt devalued, mm -hmm. what that felt like for them, and, and maybe some of those precursor conversations mm -hmm. then put people in a better place to have this other conversation? Well, now you're going to hear about how a black person may be devalued in mm -hmm. Cedarburg or mm -hmm. how a, a Latina young lady can feel devalued mm -hmm. inside the walls of Cedarburg school district. Mm -hmm. and maybe you need to have that pre-work done first. So maybe, I don't know. Sounds like another strategy session, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, oh we are not trying to make people feel bad. We are not about, and we say it all the time. I don't know why people can't hear it when it comes from, from our mouths that we're not about the shame and blame. Mm -mm. We are not saying that you are not a worthy person. We are not saying that, that your history and your identity and your family doesn't matter. What we're saying is you think that you matter more than someone else and that you aren't willing to hear their story mm -hmm. and their perspective. So then you can go back to what you, the lens that you're using and see that it might be a little bit foggy in one lens, mm -hmm. <laughs> that other lens might be broken. Mm -hmm. You might've missed some things and that's okay. And good, well-intentioned, loving people can certainly say, I didn't even realize that. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think on that a little bit.
Mm-hmm. You know, why is that a bad thing to say? It's not, it's not about shame. It's not about blame. Nobody here is calling you a racist. If, if, if anybody who's listening hears somebody that says Bridget Divide calls somebody a racist, it's not true. It's nope. not what we do. Nope. No. But we will get, we will continue. We're not going to be quiet though. No. So <laughs> we if, don't do that either. <laughs> no. So t- to finish our story. Uh, so, you know, nobody listened to us in the district for many years. And yeah. so it was time to step it up because, yeah. you know, if, if you stay quiet, nothing changes. And we've heard too many stories. We understand the reality of a lot of people's stories is not the reality of administration, mm-hmm. some of the administration. And so, um, and what, you know, what some, a lot of the teachers want, they're being censored mm-hmm. and, and watched and they don't feel valued in the district and not all of them, but you know, many. And so um, we will, cont- we started going to school board meetings, watching mm-hmm. them. We know the players, we know mm-hmm. kind of what everyone thinks. We've emailed them. We've been in conversations with a lot, you know, dozens of community members on what they see. And so, you know what, there's, there's, um, there's a PR problem now. Mm-hmm. There's there, Cedarburg, you are not who you say you are on the inside. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to see it. And so you can continue to say that, or you can do the work. Right. And the work is going to be a challenge because you do have a community that's very divided mm-hmm. and people will say I, I there will be protests mm-hmm. either way for lack mm-hmm. of a better word True. you will have parents say don't you dare talk about that to my kids mm-hmm. and you will have parents that will continue to say why aren't you talking why aren't you having some discussion why aren't right. you have why aren't you allowing teachers to facilitate conversations right um you know, around racial tension in the country and how history might have contributed to that. And, you know, reading literature that uh, has you critically think about some of the questions we're we're bringing up. And so uh, there- And and history, having an an accurate representation of history, you know, it's it's not made up. We're not adding portions to it. It's just been whitewashed and it needs to be accurate. Mm-hmm. So you want anything else to be accurate? Why does why does that all of a sudden a bad thing? Yeah, you want if you're a constitutionalist, then you have to talk about the fact that black people were three fifths of a vote. Correct. When the Constitution was written, so why was that? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Abe Lincoln actually, you know, though he signed some <laughs> emancipation into law he was yeah. not uh actually pro anti he wasn't anti-slavery right and right so, like, we got we have to get our facts straight and it makes me livid that we what what why are we doing that why are mm-hmm. we doing it i don't know so we will continue to talk i think there's a lot of community members that want to do things now and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we will advocacy mm-hmm. add to that add to that voice it's not a bad thing and and we need to advocate for people whose whose voices are not heard mm-hmm. and we need to advocate for people whose voices are intentionally suppressed mm-hmm. you know um but we need to advocate it's it's what we're it's what we're doing we're advocating for the kind of cedarburg that would be accepting of everybody mm-hmm. 
and not accepting we've we've talked about this early on too like i don't i don't think tolerate is the good word nope. right i don't you don't i don't i shouldn't be here wondering if you're going to tolerate my presence and go all right well i guess we can't get rid of her because the laws say we can't legally segregate and ask her to leave Mm -hmm. well that's not love <laughs> that's not beloved community right. that's not um you know me feeling like i belong here but that's still only a part of the story mm -hmm. there's still whole systems that they they need some overhaul they need folks to look at them with the critical eye with i am now an adult and i know better kind of lens and say it is not made for equity it's nope. not made so that everybody gets the same and mm -hmm. and why and how can we fix it mm -hmm. because it's broken <laughs> it is broken you our our kids are not going to be prepared for a diverse world they're just not we if we don't have these conversations and do some self reflection uh, these conversations are happening at probably i don't unless there's actively racist college mm -hmm. most most higher level institutions where you want all of your children to go apparently like that's the only path for the cedarburg kid is college well they're having these conversations there mm -hmm. and people are starting to understand that hmm, we need some new vocabulary we need to look at our practices we need to look at our policies we need to listen to what our mm -hmm. students of color are saying we need to be leaders that um, learn to listen and model um, empathy and empowering others and so we're, we're not we're not going away we're going to keep right. going to school board meetings we're going to keep emailing you sure. we're going to we're going to keep sharing the information that we get uh and none of that is unloving because Correct. love exposes truth and yes, so we will band together with the other people who are interested in doing that and until we have a place that i you know that that is serving our community our entire community well mm -hmm. And and you are welcome to have a seat at our table. We our our table is, is open to all of it, and there is space for everybody at whatever stage you are are peeling the scales off your eyes. Mm -hmm. it, you are welcome to be to be at our table. Mm -hmm. And I am excited about. There's a lot of new names and and people that. I met recently and who have a lot of history that we didn't know about Erica, mm -hmm. um, who've been working with a district too. So I think it's helping, it's helped people find each other. Yes. Um, Like-minded people find each other. And so um, we'll just have to see, we're going to hold the, the district accountable to the promises they've made of having um, open events for the community to give input, mm -hmm. to share data, to collect data. We're going to ask for it. Mm -hmm. And so we're not done. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the journey with us. Thank you for growing with us. And um, let's just let's just keep going. Let's keep going. I'm, we're hoping that at one of our next few podcasts, we'll also be able to have a call in line mm -hmm. so that maybe we can be a part of some of the conversations here um, on our podcast. That would be awesome. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We welcome your feedback, suggestions, and any program ideas. Spoken word artist propaganda states, we need to consider the waters we swim in. Maybe it's not toxic to me, but it's toxic to my neighbor. And if it's toxic to my neighbor, 
it's probably toxic to me too. Let's breathe better water. Contact us on our website at www.bridgethedivide.life. You can email us info at bridgethedivide.life or reach us on social media. Facebook is Bridge the Divide Community and on Instagram, it's Bridge the Divide Podcast.